Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hey, Jordan Harbinger here. Subscribe to the only show that will show you how to apply the world's greatest ideas from the most striking minds. After presenting more than a thousand interviews, I couldn't be more compelled to introduce you to the Jordan Harbinger Show. We've got spies and CEOs, athletes and authors from Kobe Bryant to Malcolm Gladwell, Tony Hawk and Howie Mandel to the chairman of Google, founders of LinkedIn and Instagram, antiquities smugglers, con men, brilliant scientists, national heroes, and even the head of the CIA. Listed as Apple's best of 2018 and countless other awards that, let's be honest, you probably don't care about right now. So come and have a listen for yourself and join me as we exploit the superpowers of the world's most incredible thinkers, amazing achievers, and iconic change makers with their insights delivered right into your mind. You'll get that blueprint of their brilliance each week so that you can learn to live what you listen. Subscribe right now to The Jordan Harbinger Show, available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you're listening now. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another brand new episode of What the Throne Collider's Weekly Game of Thrones podcast. My name's Dennis Din. I'm here with Ashley Victoria Robinson. Hello. Yeah, so we had an episode that actually came out like on Monday, right after, but we right after the Emmys, but it was recorded the week before. So if you'd li- listened to that and be like, why aren't they talking about the Emmys? That's why. Mm-hmm. Um, and then both of us kind of had busy schedules this week. So this is kind of the first opportunity for us to talk about it. I'll be honest with you. I didn't have a chance to watch the entire enemies, but I did watch, you know, the the wins that Me they too. did. What they did have. Uh, pretty standard stuff in terms of speech. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Nothing. I know people said this was a great year for speeches, and I thought there were some nice ones, um, but I didn't think it was like an overwhelmingly awesome year for speeches. Yeah. So, I mean, the the thing I guess we should talk about, look, Game of Thrones was nominated for a record of 30, 32 nominations. <laughs> it won, I think, 10 in the creative arts uh, ceremony, which happened, I think, a week before the regular Emmys, uh, which, you know, is less than I think the record, which is 12, which they also had set uh, in a previous year. I can't remember which year. Um, but as far as the Emmys in the main big show, they were nominated for a lot, especially in the supporting actor and supporting actress category. Uh, but they didn't win a lot, but they won the big one. They won the yes, the best drama, obviously. Peter Dinklage won another. I, I can't remember the number he's won now, but he's won like all of three, them. four. Now. Every every one of them. <laughs> yeah, uh, many times. But then you know he was beating out uh, fellow Game of Thrones people like uh, Alfie Allen. Well, that was the interesting like thing. Waldo. 
That was the same thing with the um, Best Supporting Actress category. Yes. Uh, you know, and a lot of people, a lot of the um, Game of Thrones fandom is wondering if because so many people were nominated in the same category, if, um, the, you know, the powers that be decided that they canceled each other out, uh, which it's I think is possible. an interesting conspiracy theory. I don't know if I buy it. <laughs> I mean, you know, with the, with the Oscars, they say the same thing, you know, Sometimes yes. when, when or if an actor um, gets nominated, let's say for two. Peter Dinklage, by the way, has supporting actor. How many? Four, 14. 14. 14 oh, awards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I was like, there's no seven, way you want 14. Seven primetime Emmys. There you go. Oh, wow. Seven. But when so you Google I, it, it just says 14. And I was like, okay. Ah, so okay. <laughs> what season did he not? win then interesting let me see uh, if i could find this because there's only been eight seasons so uh he won from two he won 2011 2012 2013 2014 2015 oh oh this sorry the way this article is written is very difficult to read anyway okay. he won a bunch Oh, okay. So he's won four. I'm looking at it now. So he's been nominated one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So he's been nominated every, every single season. season, but he's won four, including this this past season, um, which is interesting. They, the you know he he gets put up in supporting actor, and sometimes I would say he is the lead actor. Not so much in the last couple seasons, but in the first, I'd say five four or five he was i would consider a lead character yes um but you know a lot of the stuff is you know you're playing the odds game like oh is it more likely that i'm gonna win for this or that because it is an ensemble cast which means even when you are let's say a lead actor you get less screen time Mm -hmm. i think it's interesting as well because people with with Emmys in particular, they do it with Oscars, but more with Emmys, I feel. They uh, kind of like we were talking about, they would rejigger the categories. Like Bill Hader won for Best Comedy, even though he's in an hour-long show. Yeah, I mean, which Barry is a is drama. Like, it's a <laughs> dramedy, definitely, but it depends on where they want to go. Just like yeah, the worst absolutely. ones, the Golden Globes is like, where, oh, well, where... like when it would get out one for best comedy and you just go yes. i mean okay i wanted to win i want bill Hader to win i guess this is fine yeah uh but yeah peter dinklage won but uh yeah the rest of the cast you know uh like you mentioned we have the you know the supporting cast of of uh what you would call it with like lena hetty she's been nominated nominated she didn't win actually well, I think because this season she didn't have that much to do. I think she should have won for other seasons, but this season, you know, she wasn't as prominently featured. But she's been nominated five times. Yeah, she hasn't won yet. Um, but yeah, um, yeah. I also so think Game- with Game of Thrones being such an ensemble show, mm-hmm. um, especially this season uh, where we had to wrap up so many loose ends, I can understand why you would be um, sparse, I guess, with your acting roles. It was like when the Lord of the Rings movies were always, you know, they were nominated and they swept their last Academy Awards, but they never won 
an acting award, even though there are incredible performances in that mm-hmm. as well. Again, the same type of genre, because I think when you look at the macrocosm of it all, it's more about the story that they're all telling together, whereas something like Fleabag um, is very much Phoebe Waller-Bridge's story. Mm-hmm. Uh with Andrew Scott as a gorgeous accessory to yeah. that. <laughs> I, and I think I think only what Ian McKellen was the only one nominated. Yeah. Uh, where because, Game I mean, of Thrones? How are you not gonna yeah, nominate yeah. him? But I mean, Game of Thrones they, they've actually nominated quite a yes. few. Um, like you mentioned, may have hurt their chances. I mean, but in the lead category, Emilia Clarke was the only one nominated. You know, for for best female. How do you feel then... about her uh, not winning? I saw. I've seen some uproar about that. Really? Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's like I said, it's it's tough with these ensemble casts mm-hmm. where, where you're comparing. OK, even when you're a lead in this type of show, you're only getting X amount of minutes per episode where when you're watching a show like um, previously, let's say Breaking Bad and Brian Cranston. Yeah, he is the lead of the show. You can say um Aaron Paul's kind of a co-lead, but they put him in the supporting actor category. Even Aaron Paul has more screen time as a supporting actor than any of the quote-unquote leads of Game of Thrones. Yes, but that's uh, right. So that's interesting, but that's the structure of the show. Yeah, so. yeah. So it's tough. So so I think people judge a little more harshly, I guess, or or they just don't get the benefit of like, oh, that person carried the show mm-hmm. when it's like there's so many good actors and actresses and characters and, and whatnot. I think I was, one of the big, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say the rhetoric that I kind of saw about Amelia Clark was that she's been nominated. So I think also for every season um, <laughs> and people are like, you know, if she was ever going to win, it was going to be, it was going to be for this. So I think people really ex- kind of thought that she had that category sewn up. That's all. Yeah. I don't have a feeling really one way or another about it. So I didn't know if you had like a hot take on it. Not really. I do understand it's it's tough for that. Those, like I said, I mentioned those ensemble casts there. And it's not ensemble like, hey, there's like three or four, five characters, right? It's mm-hmm. a ton, a ton <laughs> of characters with a lot of moving pieces. I mean, you can say kind of towards the end, uh, you know, with season seven, and eight things start to get more consolidated so you would see characters a little more because they would be in scenes with other characters that previously were split off um so you had that but yeah someday we're gonna sit down together and we're gonna see how which one of us can name more game of thrones characters off the top of our heads yeah it's because there are so many of them yeah um so there was one surprise when that, that people did think that Game of Thrones was going to win and that didn't was um, directing for a drama series. Yeah. And it was nominated. And perhaps this is the thing that you were talking about. There was three episodes that were nominated. Mm-hmm. So perhaps splitting the vote. You had Benioff and Weiss for uh, the Iron Throne, which was the last episode. Uh, you had David Nutter for the last of the Starks. And then you had uh, Miguel Sapochnik for the long night. I think that definitely muddies the water a little bit, especially when it comes to directing, because one would expect that you would put forward one unified vision of what Mm -hmm. best represents your series. I think um, 
like the good place season i'll talk about season three because that's been out for a minute it's not too spoilery um if people are familiar with it they put out the episode with the multiple janets which if you've been watching the show i think so perfectly epitomizes what the show is and then from a directorial standpoint to be like these three episodes all perfectly Mm -hmm. exemplify in a nutshell what we are i can see how that would be confusing although i will say that i'm sort of still surprised by the outcome that category very much felt like it was theirs to take yeah uh jason bateman won uh for ozark and i don't watch ozark but i was shocked that it swept as many categories as it did and if you see his reaction during the he he was genuinely surprised like he's uh, up he didn't really expect to win when you're Mm -hmm. up against three game of thrones episodes Especially for a Netflix show that is has a definitely a, a fan base to it, but it's not like it's not Game of Thrones. <laughs> I mean, and even in the realm of Netflix, it's not even like one of the flagship Netflix shows. You're not talking yeah. about um, well, previously House of Cards, not so much anymore. Orange is the New Black. Um, yeah, even even My Hunter has a bigger profile than mm-hmm. than uh, Ozark does. Yes, so. My Hunter with baby Ned Stark in it. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mindhunter did not get nominated for did, yeah for our last seasons because uh, I think this season didn't qualify because it was past the. I think it was too. Didn't it get nominated previous the year before? Uh, no, because I, I think if it was, it would would have been nominated for this year if I'm not mistaken. I guess not. I'm surprised by that. Yeah, it's an excellent show. It also feels like something that the Emmys would could really get behind. Like, mm-hmm. you know, typically, you know, the types of shows that are going to be celebrated in certain categories just because mm-hmm. it's been around for almost 100 years now. Yeah, I mean, Mindhunter, I think season two came out end of summer and I had already passed the cutoff date for Emmys mm-hmm. of this year. But technically, the last season would have been eligible to be nominated this year. But anyways, <laughs> um, back to kind of the, the when you're talking about like there's a kind of a backlash about Amelia Clark not winning. Well, she's obviously a huge fan favorite yeah, as yeah. well. On the flip side of that, for winning best drama, Game of Thrones gotten slack, even just from the fans. Right. Because, look, anyone, even myself, who is a, a defender of the last season, mm-hmm. I always keep saying not perfect, not the best, definitely the weakest of all of them, but still very good television. Um, it is, you know, uh, a little surprising. Yeah. Like the people are like so upset by the win. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, like how, you know, even I remember when game of Thrones was nominated for best drama, I think it's been nominated every single year. It's been out. However, yes. it's first win was I think season five, if I'm not mistaken. Sounds right. Which is weird because I think, uh, for me, season four was a much stronger season. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, and this season... So, you know, that's just the way the Emmys are, even to Oscars to a certain extent. Oscars less so because they don't have so much of this uh, repeat, you know... No, uh, but we thing. have seen directors win for movies that they yes. that are sort of a lifetime uh, achievement, not oh, perhaps. like... Yeah, like Martin Scorsese I was, and exactly The Departed. Co- yeah. I, I love The Departed, but it's not his best movie. He has way better movies. I um, actually think um, our friend, how Rudnick kind of summed it up really well. Everyone's sort of react negative reaction to um, the Game of Thrones winning best drama. And he said, 
you know, you, you have to sort of look at it from a bigger perspective and you have to understand that this award is for cumulatively creating the phenomena that is Game of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones changed our cultural landscape, whether or not you love the last, you know, handful of episodes or not. And and I know I know the award says and I know the, the rhetoric around it also says that it's for specifically this season, but we've seen this time and time again. Again, we saw Breaking Bad, um, Mad Men. You know, this is their last chance to celebrate it. So if you're ever going to give them the biggest and best award, it's this year. And I think even if people, you know, remain um, hurt and upset by the finale, that's on you. You can absolutely feel however you want. Um, I think there's no denying the importance of Game of Thrones in the television sphere. And I, I hope people can make their peace with that. Um, but you know, yeah. uh, none of us made Game of Thrones, so I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, as as far as deserves, I I can't I, honestly I can't judge, even though I do think it's the weakest. I haven't because look, th- these are the other uh, shows that were nominated: Better Call Saul, Bodyguard, Bodyguard. I did see, uh, Killing Eve, Ozark, Pose, Succession. This is us, you know what I mean? So I haven't watched all of these shows mm-hmm. these past seasons, so I'm not going to be able to judge, okay, Game of Thrones was X or Y or Z, you know, versus these other ones. But I, I do know that it was, uh, there is a, a definitely a, a response to it. It's winning where one, you can take it the way that you just mentioned mm-hmm. was a, a culmination of, okay, eight seasons and the significance that it brought versus okay, let's talk about this specific season. How does it stack up to the rest? Yeah, and you can think that that's, you can think that that's not fair. You can think that that's uh, ill-deserved. Again, everyone's opinion is fine, but that's the way it, it's the way it happened. And that's mm-hmm. the way that it, you know, that's the way that it does happen and it will continue to happen. As frustrating as that may feel from time to time. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, when we talked about supporting actress, I forgot to mention, um, Gwendolyn Christie was nominated, Lena Headey, Sylvie Van Turner, yep. uh, Macy Williams. So you had like so many Game of Thrones. Like they filled the supporting actress in drama series. Nomination. I think um, I think that was a mistake. I think for that category, there was definitely too many cooks. I don't know. However, like I think that is a definite. I I believe the conspiracy theory that there were too many people nominated. Is there anyone? Um, in that category that you really wish had won? Um, you, you only get one, Dennis. You only get one. <laughs> no. I, I wish Lena Headey had won for other seasons, though. I, uh-huh. I definitely... She is one of the main reasons that Game of Thrones is so good. Yeah. This season, in particular, she wasn't... They didn't give her a lot to do. You know, there's always that joke that she got paid a million dollars an episode to stare off on a balcony with a glass of wine. I mean, truly good uh, for her. Yes. <laughs> good for her and for uh, people all of Bridges for taking everyone's money. <laughs> yeah. But, but, but Lena Headey in other seasons, mm-hmm. absolutely fantastic. And so I wish she had. So if I had to choose, I'd be like her, like just as if you're talking about culmination, like the way yeah. Game of Thrones won best drama, like that would be the one that I would say, even though this particular season wasn't her strongest, no fault of hers, just mm-hmm. where the, the, the show ended up for her character. Yeah. I think I probably would have given it if it were just for this season um, 
to Maisie Williams because I think that she carried a lot of really difficult emotional scenes. But I also think I think there's a chance that people looked at her and they looked at Sophie Turner and they said, well, there's time. You're very yeah, yeah. young. You'll You're be very... okay. <laughs> um, another one they did not win is Best Writing. Now, this one, almost I almost feel like they would have gotten even more crap than Best Drama Series. Oh, Because yeah. as a whole, when you're thinking about, okay, the series and, and whatnot, and also just like, you know, you for Best Drama Series, you're, you're factoring many things. Writing is definitely a big part, but you're talking about acting, directing, production design, music you know what i mean the whole shebang right mm-hmm. and that was a thing where you could you could maybe justify where with with writing i'm i'm, I'm speaking from the the critics perspective yes. online uh not critics but i guess online fan critics of of the last season this is where they have more of the the resentment i guess for is for the writing so if they had won in that category i think i think people would have lost Lost their crap even more. <laughs> well, you know what? Um, people freaking out for good and for ill also made it trend. So mm-hmm. it's the interesting thing about um, even speaking negatively about something. And again, everyone's opinion is completely valid. But when you talk about something, you still give it power. Mm-hmm. I think it's a shame it didn't win. Um, I think it's a shame it didn't win for writing, actually. <laughs> Well, I mean, it's one of those things that I know they've won in previous seasons. Yes, I'm not mistaken. um, So their cumulatory uh, wins list is pretty impressive. Yeah. So not winning this season for writing doesn't bother me as much, especially because I do think it is the weakest of the the seasons. Do you think there was uh, ever any chance that anyone other than Peter Dinklage was going to win Best Supporting Actor? No, because he was one character that was given a lot to do uh, this season. Yes. Um, you know, ultimately, if you, you know, uh, you can have, uh, I guess, qualms about where his character ends up and certain things. But in terms of the acting, you know, Peter Dinklage still he, he brought it and like mm-hmm. he brings it every every single season. So. I just know he was up against um, Nikolai Costa-Waldo and Alfie Allen. So yeah, I, I didn't really see either one of them winning. And also, just considering the the reaction to mm-hmm. the, the final season as well. Like I said, I've they both did fantastic jobs, but like I said, I guess the strength of of the season itself, I think, maybe affected some of it as well. That's fair. Yeah, actually, let me look at this. Here we go. Oh, yeah. Uh, of course, I was going to like each individual like Wikipedia for each actor. And then now I'm like looking at uh, just Game of Thrones and they have like a, a thing that shows. So. Yeah, in the first season, only Peter Dinklage was nominated and he won. Mm-hmm. Same with the, the second season. He was nominated. He was only one nominated, didn't win. In the third season, you had. Peter Dinklage and Diana Rigg and Amelia Clark nominated. None of them won. Um, I thought uh, Diana Rigg as Olena Tyrell was great. It was for oh, guest actors. so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah uh, the next season, season four, three, it was Lena Headey. That was her first nomination, season four. Diana Rigg for guest. Peter Dinklage nominated, didn't win. Season five, Peter Dinklage won. 
Lena Henney, uh, Diana Rigg, again, nominated. Amelia Clark nominated. So that was the first time four. So just each season kind of grows. And this last season was like a bunch. It was just, I think the not, I think the way it was, like the nominations were the, the win, I guess, you know? Well, it's a trite thing. And people have said that it's a lie. And people have said that it's not a lie, right? But that it's an honor just to be nominated. Okay. And, you know, they do put in bios and they do put in press releases that... You know, people are X award nominated actor, performer, director, writer. So even if Game of Thrones didn't win as many categories as I thought, I think everyone who got all 867 people who were nominated, I think they came out. They'll come out of it pretty okay. Yeah, I, I think I think so. Anyone, anyone like remotely associated with the show. I don't think we'll be having too hard of a job or too hard of a time finding uh, their next job. It would have been really like deliciously hilarious though. If Richard Madden had won. Yes. For bodyguard. Yeah. 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 (laughs) I mean like, look, we know, like we know Richard Madden is like a great actor. One of the great actors who's come out of game of Thrones greater than some of the people who played as brothers. But I, it just, it would have been so funny. And could you imagine, like, the headlines and the viscera that would have come out? They'd have been like, I told you Game of Thrones was crap. They couldn't even beat Rob St-. It would have been so funny. I, you know, and I, I don't wish bad press on anyone. I wish I wish we can all get along and enjoy the things that we enjoy. But I, it would have been funny. You know, it was kind of like when the Cats memes were coming out. That was mm-hmm. such a gift. Um. So, yeah, and ultimately, I, I don't think I was surprised with the win. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not but surprised please. with Backlash. Huh? I was pleased. Yeah, I mean, so, like like I said, I can't be I, I can't even judge for myself because I hadn't watched some of the other ones mm-hmm. to say, OK, this was. And also, like I said, I, I, I recognize this is not the strongest season of Game of Thrones. So I'm not going I'm not I'm not going to die on the hill to say Game of Thrones definitely is the best drama series of the past year or whatever you know where others other uh seasons i would you know mm-hmm. so um but i think that maybe that's an argument that people are mistaking that uh fans are making i think sometimes people confuse best with my favorite both mm-hmm. of which are totally valid things to uh to feel mm-hmm. <laughs> um yeah, so I, I think that's uh, about it. You have any other thoughts about the whole, the whole Game of Thrones and Emmys thing? I mean, are you know the next whatever the next iteration of Game of Thrones will be? They have a lot to live up to. Mm-hmm. It, it's almost like Better Call Saul, right? Better Call Saul, yeah, is an excellent show, and but it was under the shadow of Breaking Bad. And my so, hot take is it's better than Breaking Bad. You can fight me on Twitter about it. And and, and so it's, <laughs> it does get recognized, but it's not mm-hmm. as well recognized as Breaking Bad was. Well, Breaking Bad, um, you know, broke the mold. They set the standard, and you get to build a show that's as good as Better Call Saul on top of it. And we can only hope that Game of Thrones does the same thing that they bequeath this mantle onto something that is worthy of it and perhaps will even come to a place where they surpassed it. I really loved watching the cast get together, 
kind of one last time on the carpet, especially when they were all spiffed up because we're so used to seeing them all beat to hell, especially after the last season. Um, Alfie Allen had this adorable selfie with everyone that I shared um, in my on my Twitter and on my Instagram feed. And I know that like Buffy, like Friends, like Justice League, the animated series, I know we're going to see Game of Thrones reunions until we pass away. Like there's going to be one in five years. There's going to be one in 10 years, 15 years, especially with convention culture um, and pundit culture, mm-hmm. like what we're doing now. So like, I'm, I'm not, I, I'm not going into this thinking that we're never going to see this group of people together again, but it was really nice to see them all together again. And to seem like they were enjoying themselves, or at least they had the decency to pretend like they were enjoying themselves. I thought Gwendolyn Christie's dress slayed. She looked amazing. I'm glad that it won the awards that it did. I think if it had been a complete snub, I think that would have been uh, as grave an injustice as anything in the entertainment world can be. Because at the end of the day, we are talking about, you know, our favorite television show. And I think it's a good showing and I think it's a great like jewel in the legacy of what this show is. And I just hope that I hope that the next thing is as good and dear God, please give us some news. That's all I hope for. Yeah. Oh, we definitely, (laughs) I mean, we'll just have to talk about Jojo rabbit when it comes out, I guess. (laughs) Uh, We're going to talk about the dark crystal, which I'm almost done with. Oh my God. Have you finished it? Good. You finished it. Okay, I I'm on did. episode nine, like okay, halfway so through episode nine. So I'm like, I only have an episode and a half. Yeah, wow. I really, it's a little, we'll talk, I guess we'll talk about it, but it's a little slow getting there, but I really think it turned into something very special. And I mean, it is so Lord of the Rings, Game of Thrones, I know. you know what I mean? <laughs> then like, it, it's, uh, people look at it, it's like, oh, it's Muppets, like, it's not it's not it's well, like, it, yeah, it is, you, but it it's is, not, but a, it's not for it, little kids. It's not Muppets. That's what babies. I mean. It's, it's not. You look at it and you think, oh, okay, this puppet so therefore this is a kid show. This is not a kid show. It's um it's a very interesting discourse that has a lot to say about genocide. <laughs> All right. Well, uh that's it for uh, this episode. Uh where can they find you, Ashley? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Ashley B. Robinson. You can find me here weekly chatting all the Game of Thrones things that there are to chat with Dennis. And you can find my podcast, Geek History Lesson, at geekhistorylesson.com. And you guys can find me on Twitter at thinkhero, Instagram, dennis.tzng. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Collider videos. And also subscribe to the Collider podcast feed. It's called Collider Factory. And you can find our show and many others on there as well. So until next time, see you guys later. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa full synthetic motor oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General states pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 83120. It's that Chico Pit Boomer's 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide. You already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Babu, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. 
Now that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we always talking about striving and achievement and, and the Colonel Sanders story is is a story that inspired me since I was ten years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify.